0: Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup.
1: She's the cream in my coffee.
0: And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. You're
1: You're listening listening to Cream Cream in My Coffee.
0: Passion, romance, intimacy, and sexual chemistry. Now that I've got your attention, thanks for joining us again.
1: Whoa, you really got my attention there. Um, is this already over? Yay! So today we're going to be discussing how to rekindle passion in your marriage.
0: Old saying goes opposite attract. It's like you and me, Teddy. Polar opposite of each other, night and day literally, but it works. And I was attracted to you because you're opposite of me.
1: I completely agree with you about that. I am so glad that uh, you and I are not not the same. I would hate to love. My, I love myself, but I would hate to love myself as a partner. Oh my God! I'm actually making making love to myself. It's crazy. Don't you guys go ahead of me. Don't think about nothing dirty. Please. <laughs> I don't. was already thinking that. Please don't. <laughs> but what happens if two pe- two people are two opposites? Are two opposites? Excuse me. Behind closed doors. Hmm. It's kind of weird does the passion eventually fizzles out and maybe some of you are two opposites at home right now
0: when it comes to intimacy there's always one person that's more aggressive in the bedroom and the other more reserved <clears throat> not referring to anyone in particular <laughs> and although opposites attract in everyday life it could be a problem later in a relationship as time progresses
1: yeah that's true you know, especially if your partner is outgoing and wants to try things outside the box. Woo-hoo! <clears throat> if you're uncomfortable and you're not open to change or try new things, it could hinder your relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just push aside your morals at all. You should never do anything that puts, places you in unsafe circumstances or causes yourself any disrespect to both your partner again, and or yourself. Uh, That is something that I would not recommend and definitely don't wanna have you sleeping on the couch or anything like that.
0: Know your self-worth, that's very important. We're just saying, also be open-minded. Marriage is all about communication and compromise. And let me just put this out there, Teddy and I are not psychologists in any way. The only experience we have is with one another. I was his first girlfriend and he was my first boyfriend. We've been together since we were 15. However, after 25 years, I've been making love to the same man my whole life. And it's exciting, exhilarating, it's fun because we both are willing to put in that work of compromising and meeting each other's needs. And my needs are always very well met. <laughs>
1: Okay, before we get any further, I think we want to go back to you having been with somebody else. Would like, you know, back in grade school, like between kindergarten to fifth grade, you haven't had a boyfriend back then? Seriously? Yeah, I'm sure you have.
0: I have not. A crush does not count as a boyfriend.
1: And again, just to expand, although we're no experts, yeah, we're really not, we just have experience from each other. You know, we must be doing something right because we're still going strong in every way, including behind the doors, in the closets, in the <laughs> other rooms, other things I can't discuss.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, getting back to what Jen would probably say right now, it's not just about sex.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not just about the sex, although the sex is amazing. <laughs> there's much more you have to foster in your relationship in order to get to that mind-blowing sex.
1: So, a good sexual relationship is built on its intimacy and closeness. It's truly built on how the two of you connect with one another. It's, you know, how do you look at each other? How do you touch each other? How do you hold each other? All that is part of building up your intimacy. How do you connect with one another with your your mind, your conversations? That piece is, is crucial before getting to any intimacy potential.
0: If you're looking to improve your physical relationship, the first thing you need to do is work on that emotional connection. Try to focus on meeting your partner's needs through emotions.
1: Absolutely. But you know what the biggest thing is? What's that? Stop being so defensive. Hey! (laughs) It's the biggest problem most couples face in disagreements. Being defensive, it just is a Debbie Downer. You definitely don't want to have that defensiveness in any aspect of a relationship. It will happen. But when it comes to intimacy and trying to build that closeness and building that strong rapport with one another as partners and and lifelong partners if that it really really just kills every potential sexual desire you may have
0: i'm guilty for being extremely defensive um i'm latina (laughs) so i always have my guard up i'm always you know spicy as some people want to put it i guess in a nicer word but um i learned from teddy how to be more Empathetic, I guess you can say. It's not easy, and especially to admit when I'm wrong, and I'm wrong very often. Um, It's something that we work through. I feel over the years, both of us have made a lot of progress with wrongs and rights, and um, just basically, again, that compromise and communication. It's everything. And the more I talk to Teddy about my feelings and what I need from him, and the more he communicates likewise with me in return the stronger our marriage becomes over the years. And we as a couple are inseparable for that reason because we communicate about everything on how we feel. And I learned stop being so damn defensive. It really did hinder our marriage in the beginning of our years together.
1: So just to stress that point there, you know, fellas, this is hard for us to do. Those of you that have extremely dominant personalities, this is extremely hard for you to do. And that is, and I'll I'll, I'll just echo on what Jen is talking about, is speaking about your feelings with your partner. You know how important, vitally important that is. That is your lifeline. You know, speaking from your heart about anything that you need to potentially say, want, um, desire, um, grow. It's important to speak to them in a positive need instead of what you do not need. Um, it's the only way to to make a movement in the direction that you may want or desire an outcome with. And the same way goes uh, on your partner's behalf as well.
0: And unless you're married to Miss Cleo with a crystal ball, your partner doesn't know what you're thinking or how you're feeling. So it's important to communicate with your partner and let them know, hey, Here's how I feel, and this is what I need from you.
1: Yep, that's right. Jen used to think I was psychic.
0: Someone wants to sleep on the couch tonight. No,
1: oh, you know, she, you know, she, I think she thought I was psychic, but at the same time, I think she thought I was psychotic at the same time as well. Yes. <laughs> she would get mad at me, and I wouldn't even know what the heck I even did.
0: All jokes aside, he's absolutely right. I had a hard time expressing what I needed and what I wanted from him. I just assumed because we were together for so long that he already knew. I learned over time it doesn't work like that.
1: I agree. Yeah, you know, eventually we got through it all. And when Jen finally started opening up to me, I paid attention in great detail. Listening to the needs of your partner, it's really what, what helped make myself much closer to Jen and make sure that I can complete or get to every uh, need that she may have. But the main other thing too, part of that is never criticizing the things she told me either. Any aspect, you know, you're two different individuals and it doesn't matter what their point of view or how, what they speak, respect what they have to say as they should respect you. And the two of you would have a positive outlook on things on just that point alone as well.
0: That brings us back to that emotional connection. You can't connect intimately if you're not emotionally there with one another. That's why it's important to communicate in every aspect what you need, what you want. Um, we do that together in our marriage. And it's really helped us to grow and connect both emotionally and intimately throughout our years together.
1: There's an important, valuable piece. Most people don't realize that during the early stage of marriage, many couples barely come up for air due to the excitement of falling in love. You're so caught up in being in love and wanting to fulfill every desire and having all these goals and accomplishments that everything becomes a tunnel vision. Unfortunately, this blissful, blissful state doesn't last forever at all. And we've got to realize the two. Reality starts to set in.
0: Everyone has their love language. Mine's is physical touch. I am very affectionate. And uh, Teddy's is more words with the action behind them, I would say. He's more reserved. Um, I'm Latina. (laughs) So I am very, very, very affectionate. I'm big on public display of affection. That's always been a big thing to me. I like to be kissed, hugged, holding hands you know, in public, while Teddy, he's more behind-closed-door kind of guy.
1: For me growing up, you know, just to give you a little bit of history with the way I am, my family and myself, you know, even to this point, very conservative on that kind of aspect of things. So although I grew up in a very loving family, showed lots of love, lots of affection, as far as partnerships between each other, I didn't see a whole lot of that nor was that a big encouragement because we we show that as we would call it a self-respect for one another especially around kids and other adults. However, you know, being part with Jen, yeah, I r I'd realized how much it bothered her. And since Jen was uh, never one to really open up about her feelings, it was really hard for me to understand just based upon what I thought was the right way. Um, this here alone was such a big indicator of part of relationship. I, I knew I had to make a a a very very big compromise in order for the both of us to, you know, get a deeper level of connection.
0: And I really really appreciate Teddy, you compromising in that aspect. I know respect is a big deal in your family. And uh, I've learned, you know, not to be disrespectful in any way towards your family. They're wonderful, by the way. And I have the utmost respect for all of them. So I am not affectionate (laughs) to that extent around his family because um, their upbringing is different. And I totally understand that. Again, with communication, once I started learning from Teddy how to communicate better, he understood my wants and my needs. And he definitely fulfilled them (laughs) every day. But uh, I also, likewise, him communicating to me helped me to understand on how I need to be with him, especially around his family, and uh, how he needs to be towards me. Communication is everything. It's key. If you don't talk about what you need and what you want from one another, you can't get anywhere and grow in your relationship Teddy and I talk all the time about how we feel, what we need, what we want. Still, 25 years later, we do nothing but talk and other stuff <laughs> that I can't say.
1: Well, you know, not to sound like I'm a like a monster or anything, but I now understand that holding hands, hugging, or even just simple touch are great, great, great ways to affirm my love for Jen. It's so, such an important thing for her that I needed to to learn the way that she wanted me not to not to say that I didn't know how to love her but the ways that she needed to to feel loved the way that that expressed for her in her way. Yeah, I would still love her the way that I love her as everyone loves in a different way. However, you know, for me the one that was more effective for her was touch feel peace and I I did learn that in ways that I'm masterful at it at this
0: point. Stop trying to to get a feel. (laughs) You're sitting over there trying to put action behind those words. Okay. Physical affection sets the stage for sexual touch that is focused on nothing but pleasure. I think it's important to kiss. Kissing is everything. Double the length of time you kiss. If you usually kiss for five minutes, set that stage for a half an hour. And don't have sex just yet act like you're a virgin again in high school, just make out to build yourself to that anticipation so that when you do have sex, it's extra hot, extra steamy. And again, your will climax harder because you build that stage to set that platform for sex.
1: Yeah. And we still make out sometimes like we're in high school without the sex.
0: Uh, Sometimes you try to fill me up like we're in high school, like you're you're trying to do right now. (laughs) Teddy, stop.
1: Making out might seem silly, but it honestly helps build your desires.
0: It will also help bring lots of passion when that window of foreplay rises. Listen, you can't skip out on the foreplay. I'm going to repeat that. You cannot skip out on the foreplay. You have to build your partner's comfort so the longer the foreplay... The harder and longer your partner will climax, I promise
1: fellas we uh yeah we 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 just want to get right to it, you know we're, we're thinking we're thinking with the right with the wrong mind, so here's the thing that we all need to do, and some of us are good at it, some of us are not. Stop for a moment, don't think like a dude, put your woman first. Make sure she's a hundred percent satisfied before you even get to any potential of where you're gonna be. <laughs> Alright? You gotta do that. And uh you know, all the all the all the Legos and all the blocks will fall into place immediately afterwards. Just remember, again, take care of that woman first, the rest will follow. But sex should never be routine. Change it up. Do different things, explore. Build an emotional connection by holding hands more often, kissing more, and yes, Jen, lots of foreplay. Woohoo! <laughs> so you know you notice that I'm, I keep on referring back to the touching piece again. That's that's Jen's love language. You got to find what's right for your partner, and your partner may not be that. It may be they may want to look, they may want you to have that eye contact the entire time. They may want you to talk to them the entire time. They may want you to to hold a specific part of themselves. I don't know. You don't know yet until you figure that out. This is the discovery phase, guys.
0: You know what the greatest foreplay is, Teddy? What's that? Anticipation. Our brains builds our bodies with that anticipation. If the reward goes on for some time, you know, taunting us and tempting us, it makes it more exhilarating when we finally receive it. It doesn't matter how long you've been in a marriage or in a relationship, you should always, always take your time during fur play. Share fantasies, change locations. It shouldn't be routine.
1: I feel like I'm in a sex weather forecast right now. Participation <laughs> at 90% humidity of over 120. But in general, makes sex more romantic.
0: One thing I could say about Teddy and I is that we're both very romantic and a little bit competitive sometimes. We're always surprising one another, and that's what I love about us.
1: Excitement in a marriage, especially in ours, is everything. It's important to separate sexual intimacy from routine. Being routine is good, is great. However, it's just like sports, guys. You know, like if if you're someone that likes football, someone that likes basketball, soccer, you've got plays. Everybody's got to play. You'll run down that same play every single time. But guess what? Over time, that play gets boring, and that play gets caught. You're not going to win. So guess what? When the other team sees that play come along, they already know what you're going to do. Defense is going to take them out. You're done. You're not making that move. You're not getting to the end zone. And what happens if you don't get to the end zone? Nobody gets that climax.
0: A big downfall in relationships is work life. Let's be real, people. We either work really hard at home or out there. And then when it comes to our relationships, we're so consumed with work and everything else that's going on that bothers us that we don't take that time to have sex. Whether it's the shitty day you've had stuck in traffic not getting the right food you ordered, or they didn't even make your coffee right. No matter the problems that surround you, do not bring those problems in the bedroom. We get so consumed with everything around us, sex no longer is a priority. It becomes something that's scheduled or something that you know, we have to do, not something we look forward to. You should always make sex your number one priority. So do not bring your problems from work or anything else inside of the bedroom. Leave that out. Focus on your partner's physical needs. So ladies, don't talk about how bad the kids were today or how much chores you did. You know, the laundry that never ends, the dishes that are always piled. Focus when your man gets home on him, on his needs. Sexual arousal plummets when we're distracted by stress. Leave that stress out of the bedroom.
1: So many, many of us have kids or pets in our relationship or marriage. So family time is extremely important. But it's also important to, to really carve out some time to spend with your partner.
0: Also, flirting is very important. Make sure to flirt with your partner. Teddy and I flirt all the time. It's fun. It's cute. It makes us more sexually attracted to one another and gets us in the mood to have sex, which is usually what we do every day. (laughs) We can't help but to flirt with each other. As you haven't noticed, we flirt even doing this podcast. It's it's our thing, and I think it should be everyone's thing for the fact being that it just makes you closer.
1: So flirting really helps initiate desire and intimacy. For learning can be anything. It can be, you know, again, go back to physical touch, looking. It can be a simple text message, images. I love sending those gifts and, and crazy emojis to Jen all the time, just for the heck of it, throughout the day. Just do it spontaneously. It doesn't matter when, what, how, even a quick call to say something erratic out of this world that your partner's not even going to be able to expect. The best flirtatious things you can do are the ones that are unexpected.
0: Be spontaneous. When your partner walks through the door, make sure that you're affectionate in touching. Back to show the rubs is a must. Affectionate touch, it's such a powerful way to demonstrate and rekindle passion in your relationship.
1: It's important to be more emotionally vulnerable during sex. This can be harder at times for men than women. As most men, we have our masculine side and we don't like to be vulnerable in anything as we seem to be playing a game at all times and we've got to win it. However, that's not what your partner most likely wants. They want that aggressive side in other ways. However, it doesn't have to be that way all the time. So being emotionally connected in every way, especially during sex, is also another big one.
0: And let me tell you, there is nothing more sexier than a man being vulnerable in the bedroom.
1: Also, changing it up in the bedroom is very important. You know, as I spoke before about, one day you can be gentle, while another day you can have erotic sex.
0: Hells yeah!
1: Jen, you got a little too excited there.
0: I can't help it. Hearing you say the word erotic, it really freaking did something to my brain just now.
1: Yeah... You sure? What's your brain? Because <laughs> uh, honestly, what I was thinking, this is uh, going back to Talligator Nights. If you're in first,
0: you're last. <laughs> I know you did not just say that. <laughs> oh, with that being said, make sex a priority. Don't let it die, no matter how busy you are. Keep that spark burning between you and your partner. You know, we as people, we grow old as the years pass us, but love doesn't have to.
1: No matter how old we get and and throughout our entire lifetime, our love for one another will forever stay young.
0: When I'm with my husband, whether I'm kissing, holding him, touching him, or just even looking at him, I go right back to being that 15-year-old girl in high school when we first met.
1: You know, Jenny and I, you know, we still act like we're dating, And that's important in every way. We never want to make anything feel same old, same old or routine with each other because you're just coming in. One of you may be sitting on the couch with others rolling in. There's no conversation or there's no connection. There's no how is your day going. So maybe sometimes you may need a moment. However... You always want to act like you're dating. That piece right there keeps you forever young, I think, more so than anything. And it helps keep your relationship as young as as you feel.
0: If you've been with your significant other for a very long time, you know, it's so easy to forget how it was when you were dating. This is what you need to do, though. The moment your significant other walks through that door, always think and act as if You were dating for the first time. What would you do if your wife wasn't your wife? If she was your girlfriend and you were just trying to court her? What would you say to her? How would you act? How would you dress? Even the colognes you would use. Don't get lazy. Don't stop doing the things you used to do when you first started because then that chemistry, that passion that you have, it will fizzle out. It's always important to continue to act like you did when you first started dating. Don't lose that because then you will eventually lose that connection with each other. We love to go on dates, Tenny and I. We're wine club members and once a month, we uh, we like to go to this one place in particular where we get to do wine tasting and it's so much fun. We're always meeting random people random couples and we we like to talk we socialize with everyone and anyone and uh people are shocked to know that we have been together for 25 years they automatically assume we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we've just started dating for the first time and they're kind of thrown back when we're like no we've been together 25 years we're married it's uh it's because of the way we act we still act like we're in high school and we're together for the first time and that's what keeps our relationship going strong.
1: Most people, or most folks, or individuals, forget how to treat their spouse because of the amount of time period they've been with each other—it's routine. They know each other. They want that. You want things easy. I understand that. Got it. It's important to remember how it used to be when you were dating, though. Jenny and I still go on dates for that reason. And we do all the things as if we're really dating each other for the first time.
0: All right. And with that said, uh, Teddy, I think we should go in the car and go make out. (laughs) Let's go do that. Um, (laughs) Yay! Acting like we're dating after being together for 25 years, it really helps us to fall in love with one another every day. I'm looking at my husband right now, and I can honestly say that I'm still falling in love with him. It doesn't change.
1: So, let's seize the moment, rekindle that long-lost passion in your marriage or relationship, and never, ever stop dating. Jen, I love you like I love my coffee.
0: Hot, 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 hot! Thanks for tuning in. You can find Teddy and Jenny on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Our link tree with all our socials will be placed in the show notes.
1: Make sure you follow and subscribe.
0: If you would like to be on our show and share your relationship or marriage journey, please email us at creaminmycoffee97 at gmail.com.